live from my office in not so sunny Lihui, Kauai. It is time for the Ukula on the Ground podcast. Hello, everyone, and my name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Kahai, the legend. Fergan, say what's up, Kahai? What's up? And my apologies. No Aaron the Voice Nakamura today. He uh, he is is taking a slight break. He's uh, he's off island. But today joining us are are the fourth beetle to to this uh, you know to this operation. We have Mr. Magic Mike Odo. Hey, what's up, Mike? How's it going? How are how how are you, buddy? Pretty good, man. I was actually waiting for the podcast to start so I could say in person, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I was going to pull a Cody Rose. I'm like, so what do you guys want to talk about? That's the first thing I want to talk about. I want to do it for everybody. Congratulations hey, on your second. Thank you. Saw the thank picture. You. She's super cute. Yeah. That, that mini ukulele. Yeah. I don't know if I've shown it to the um, here... On, on the podcast let me let me get it actually so for, i i use this um during the private lessons just to kind of show that like oh my hands are some people are like my hands are too big my hands are too small so for people who are, who are saying my hands are too big here's like a tiny 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 ukulele it's even tinier than like than the one that aaron has because aaron has that nano uke and this uke is even smaller than that so this is yeah, this is a Mini Q2 by iUke. I don't think they make these anymore. I was actually given uh, given this by by my friends over at uh, Akila. So, Akila being my sponsors uh, for my strings, they actually collaborated with these guys because you know they gotta make somebody gotta make these tiny tiny strings that you know that that's that's on the ukulele. But let's see if it's into. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, tunes. Uh, it, it, you can you can play this thing and uh yeah it, it became like a really cool prop for uh for the photo shoot for my newborn so we we have this if you guys are uh if you guys are wondering yeah it is so cute delisa's head almost exploded when she saw that oh really she's <laughs> like <laughs> ah yeah this is a mini q2 it works like uh it, it's kind of <laughs> Yeah, so for those of you folks like, oh, my hands are too big or whatever, my hands, this is like the span of my 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 hand, this entire ukulele span of my hand. And for those people like, oh, my hands are too small, of course, you know, we have like the baritone ukulele. So like, that would be the same in, in you know, in, in comparison, like if, if I'm uh, if I'm playing an, an ukulele, some people are like, oh, my, my hands are too small. So I always use those as an example of like, no, it's, it's not, it's just how you hold it, how you approach the ukulele. That's you know that's what's gonna get you playing your uke. So, but yeah, thanks so much. Uh, my 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 second child. Her name is Sophie Junko Guerrero, and uh, she was born last week Thursday. So I've not had sleep since Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll be back at the office by next week. So for those people who are like, oh man, does that mean we're gonna get more of these like home jams and uh, and, and home you know. Uh, home office podcasts and stuff just I'll, I'll go back it's it's fine I'll, I'll i'll go to the office and and and, and do and do my job i guess <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been it's been cool like uh there's lots of you know there's lots of similarities between kid one and kid two but there's also like um some differences of course each kid is going to be different and um i don't know it's fun it, it's just it's 
Uh, I kind of miss that stage of them just being so tiny and you can carry them with like with, with one hand and they weigh like nothing. She's like six pounds or like seven pounds or something. So it's just like can't run away. This, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I'm like, we uh, we have well, not a we, but um, we, Abe and uh, Abe Lagrimus, he, who lives he lives on Oahu now. Like uh, Ukuleni was actually visiting. Um, over on Oahu because they're they're doing some uh, they're doing some I don't know if I can say what they're doing but they're doing uh, they're shooting some stuff with you know of course Cynthia and whatever they're they're band together so um, I have been giving uh, Mario Kart lessons to uh, to Ukuleti and Abe Lagrimas so they're like they're hitting me up at, at like one o'clock at night they're like we know you're up you want to play some Mario Kart I'm like heck yeah so I'm carrying the kid with one hand you know I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm playing Mario Kart while holding the kid. If the kid like kind of you know like fusses a little bit, I'm just doing this while I'm still drifting on one side, still winning, of course, you know, still just still holding that crown. The rumble function just. <laughs> 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 but it's been good. I've been jamming some Mario Kart with them, and I've also been jamming some Mario Kart with that uh, with Sammy. Uh, I don't want to say his last name wrong. Thurton. Thurton. He's uh, from from the UK. Amazing, amazing ukulele player. If you guys have not heard of him, Four String Boy is his uh, is his username on Instagram, and I believe it's the same on Reddit and uh, and and YouTube. Amazing at the um, at that like artificial harmonics kind of stuff. I mean, he's he's good at everything, but that's I feel like one of his one of his specialties. Cool dude. Um, we we've been we've been playing some Mario Kart lately. It's uh, yeah. So let's make it relate to ukulele. Here's some ukulele players that also play Mario Kart <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So I'm I'm up at like one two in the morning because you know like the kids up and I'm up right so they're just like hey we we know you're not doing anything right now they just I'm like what do you mean being a dad <laughs> like, yeah we have one hand free it's fine <laughs> but it means so. you're up <laughs> that's that's the key is like but it means you're up we know this yeah yeah we know you're up you know you, you can play <laughs> and like Maybe. they they welcome any you know any handicap that they can that they can get. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, if if anybody's played with you on Mario Kart, it's like, yeah, maybe you should have a second child so you have both hands full, right? And you're you're only playing Carry with Ellie in one hand, and then yeah. uh, my my second child the other hand. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, now that we've you know we kind of got everything established, uh, Mike Odo is here. We're still doing this podcast. What we do in this podcast is we answer any and all of your questions. This is a live podcast. So for those of you folks watching, you can definitely type up your uh, some questions for us if you guys want to ask us anything uh, ukulele wise or Mario Kart wise or uh, or anything really. We we uh, it's it's an AMA uh, live ask me anything session here at ukulele underground. Um, we just like to you know we just like to just just chat and and, and kind of get to know you folks and kind of help you guys get unstuck with whatever problems you may have with the ukulele and this is available to everyone it's not just a uu plus thing everybody can can do so and uh we also answer any and all questions that we get via email or uh, we we have a uh we, we even have a hotline that you can call and leave a message if uh, if you want to do that if you want to be if you're if you want your voice to be featured on the podcast you can do that yeah do you think we could take like video questions kahai maybe uh yeah maybe if people like, are maybe. comfortable with like you know like uh like sending us a video it's like hey guys i've been having a hard time with this like that might i would actually prefer that so i can see what the what's going on what the problem is you know yeah we used to do that too so yeah yeah so if you guys want to send us 
video questions we can do that as well not today obviously you know but like uh, yeah if, if you guys if you guys want to do that in the future we can uh we can definitely do something like that so with that said i'm gonna let you guys start you know like typing out your questions but i've got a question for mr mike odo mr mike odo it is the new year i'm so happy that you're here it is 2023 please the ukulele people want to know because you work at an ukulele store what what was uh what was some of the highlights of uh, of ukulele retail of last year of 2022 oh um and what are you looking forward to to 2023 uh let's see okay so and why is it the 25th anniversary model <laughs> bro i'm getting to that, I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay 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 do your thing so your last thing. <laughs> so last year i did sell two things that i didn't think we were necessarily going to okay which would be both 2021 and 22's platinum same year. It gets for those people who don't know. Kanye Le'a has a as a platinum series, so they they only make a certain amount of those, and and it's different every year. So yeah. go go ahead. Basically, Joe has a fever dream, and then whatever <laughs> he whatever he hallucinates, he built it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we had the twenty one, and we didn't sell it in twenty one. And then some guy came in January on a cruise ship, mm -hmm. and and he was really looking for it. And, and he really thought about it, but then he left because he had because you know when you're on the cruise ship, you're here for like five hours and you gotta go. Yeah. And he said, Oh, well, maybe I'll see you guys, you know, at the end of the year if it's still here. And then he was he came back in like two months. Mm -hmm. There was like uh like a good deal on it. So he took another cruise and then he said, came in, it's still there. He said, You know, I went I went to another uh famous ukulele place and yeah. He wanted a specific ukulele, and he said, "Okay, I'll pay you right now." Blah 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 blah, and I want that one right there. And he said, "Oh no, that's a display money. You can't have that." <laughs> and so they just uh, they said it'll take like six months to build it. He's like, mm -hmm. "No, I want it now." So then, he <laughs> <laughs> so then when he came over here, he said, yeah. "Where's that platinum? I want to buy it." And then a few months later, the twenty twenty two one, that beautiful one with the, the the waterfall, and guy comes in and says, I've never played ukulele before, and I think I'd like to try. And out of all the ukuleles he could choose, he chose the 2022 Platinum. Dang. That's an expensive for his, try. <laughs> for his first, and, and he's like, well, I was like, okay, so you play? And he said, like, yeah, I'm a studio drummer from back where I come from. Okay, all right. Now. And he plays professionally, and he's mm. and I was like, okay, just, just so you're aware, we're getting into some pretty, you know, high cost here. You know, I don't like sticker shocking my customers. Right. He said, no, no, no. And he points to his hat. It says Martin Owners Company. He says, my, my main guitar is a Martin uh, Custom OM28. cost me $11,000. Oh, I'm like going, okay, well, I guess oh. this is within your price range. But he's got scripts <laughs> to, he's got. for the fair. <laughs> yeah. He's got them tickets on that card. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't actually know, the 2022 Platinum cost $6,500. Oh. And, and then he wanted a pickup. Yeah. So so then we have to ship it back to Connie Lea. Okay. And and then they ship it to him uh, in mm. his home state. But okay. and then so those those were two other interesting things. Uh I had uh the, the infamous Mark Zuckerberg oh. come in and bought Are, are you are you of, are you okay to, to to disclose this stuff, this sale? <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think this is part of Meta, so I think we're okay. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> No, um, he actually his I it must have I might have been his sister, because oh. had the same last name on the caller ID, but it wasn't his first name. Okay. Um, but anyway, came in and you know, Delisa, my boss Delisa was kind of like, is it 
do you think it's in? I was like, I don't know. It's not, it's not that. But sure enough, pulls up in this very big lifted Rancho F-150 deal. <laughs> okay. And they just are like, hey, we want to make like this random like cover, acoustic cover band. Mm-hmm. So we need all this stuff. And they bought like two Taylor guitars and mm-hmm. uh, some amps and a PA and a piano and a drum set. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And was okay so wait he came in the story who bought from he came, you he came with oh. the the girl and i guess yeah. maybe her husband mm-hmm. uh but yeah no he came in wow and um i will say and i will say this i did tell this to everybody like as much you know controversy surrounds his public image yeah, yeah. in person he's actually always been very nice i've met yeah. him several times now um He's never come into any of the stores mm-hmm. I worked at with an attitude or a, yeah. I'm super rich, so you must treat me even better. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he you also, get that, thankfully, right? I'm always afraid when people <laughs> who have, you know, uh, but thankfully, uh, at least on Kauai, yeah. it doesn't tend to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody who's anybody, you know, any has any notoriety here on Kauai, thankfully, I think the island does something to them and mellows them out. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like you. Who are from the island, so you don't even have that. You don't even start with that type of attitude. <laughs> I don't. No, I want you. I, I, want have, I have the opposite attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Aldrin comes into this store. He has never, and this is, we know who he, you know who I'm talking to right now, Aldrin. He has never asked for a discount, never tried to throw his weight around, and has always been nice enough. If he comes in the store and he has time, if someone's trying out an ukulele, I said, hey, can you show someone something on this? They can see what it sounds like. He has always done it with, you know, very graceful, uh, gracefully. And we really appreciate that. We really Thank appreciate you. that. You, you, you're like the best. You, you need a big clock around your <laughs> around your neck. And you should just gold be around teeth. me all the time. Yeah, gold teeth. You should just be around yeah, me all the time. <laughs> it's all dream, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you're my best hype man thank you mike <laughs> i'm telling you next time you do an actual concert you just hire me to introduce you that's, that's <laughs> but um but yeah uh, i think those are some of the probably the the most interesting things obviously last year uh I'll mm-hmm. this, the store i work at was sold to uh, a new owner uh who was actually the my new my new boss actually used to work with me at the store Mm-hmm. as a manager there for many many uh long long time she is actually my cousin uh so family <laughs> it's wonderful her whole family's musical you have seen her daughter on here on ukulele underground mm-hmm. uh if you've watched the video for sign of the times and hallelujah the love of a young lady who is singing is my boss's daughter so yeah. so it's it's awesome working with uh family now mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and we all get along really really well and so oh, that was also a big thing. But as far as sales go, those are probably the ones that stick out selling the platinums because mm-hmm. that's a, I mean, that's a lot of money right there yeah. to drop on one thing. And, uh, and yeah, Zuckerberg coming in and just deciding He's like, Hey, the place. <laughs> I, I want this. I want all of these things. Yeah. You know, how much for the store? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It would be that to him to buy even all that. Interestingly, and then like I was saying, mm. he's actually fairly like he's not demanding. So the yeah. interesting part was we were out of microphone stands. He bought microphones. Mm-hmm. We were out of microphone stands, and the yeah. only microphone stands we had in the store were those giant ones on. You remember you see it like the the, the choir looking ones? 
They're on like okay. four wheels and you can wheel them around and so oh, they're giants. Geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like studio, like a studio set. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, that works. Well, I'll just buy both of those. <laughs> I'm like going, I mean, okay, they're, they're, you know, which is interesting because it's basically equivalent of like, hey, I need new tires on my bike. Let me put monster truck tires on it. <laughs> but he did it. And then, you know, and that's kind of shows, you know, I mean, obviously for him, money is not really a problem. Yeah. So he just gets whatever he wants and he'll mm-hmm. just get that. It works. But uh, the fact that he was never like demanding or like got, you know, about it when we didn't mm-hmm. have exactly what he was looking mm-hmm. for was very nice. And we appreciate it. Nice. The next time I Thank go you. into the store, I'm going to be like, I want that and that, and you, you better get it for me, Mike. And <laughs> you know where's, who I where's, am. <laughs> where's my discount? Where's my discount? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make sure if you ever walk into my store, I'm going to go, holy crap, it's the legend. <laughs> First thing this guy? <laughs> to every you, to every uh, customer in the store. You, like, you guys know? Do you know who this is? <laughs> You know how yeah, the I'm, best, I'm. The, the funniest part walk. would be if you have ukulele underground people, and they'll just recognize you from your voice. <laughs> yeah, I. You know how I. I always walk with my my chest out high and like I walk down the street <laughs> like I own it, right? Like, yeah, that that's totally me. That is me. Yeah, I mean, I've never met anybody who exudes more confidence than that guy. Freaking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so Kahai, do we get any? Do we have any questions from the audience? Yeah, yeah, we have a few. So okay, cool. Uh, Let's go. One of the uh, Jaden asks, uh, "What do you think about the Tahitian ukulele?" Oh, we got this question before. Um, uh, I've I've had some experience with uh, Tahitian ukuleles. I think they're I think they're fun. You kind of have to play it like a specific way to make it sound. You know, like um, the way that it's supposed to sound. You kind of have to have like a really fast strumming hand. Um, it's a little too high for me, and uh, I'm just not my ears just not hearing that kind of tone coming out of you know out of an ukulele. But when it's used well, when it's used correctly, when it's used in the right setting, for example, like Tahitian music, you know, like if, if you're uh, if you're playing for a uh, you know for I don't know what they call like a halal in Tahitian, but like if it's, yeah, a, it's a, a yeah, you know, if it's a if it's a group, yeah, if it's if, if it's a dance group and doing that, it really works because you know like the fast drumming kind of goes hand in hand with like the fast hip movement of of, uh, of Tahitian dancing. So it's it's uh, it's really cool. And then like um, I've I've seen it pair with like the poi balls and whatnot. It's 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 really fun, but just not something that I'm used to. Um, I like it, you know, like, like I said, but it. In, in, in the right context. Uh, I don't personally own one, um, but I think they're I think they're interesting. I think they're fun. I think they're their own thing. Yeah, for someone who might not know, that... uh, can you explain what a Tahitian ukulele even is? What's the okay, differences Tahitian... between it and a regular ukulele? A Tahitian ukulele is uh, is a little bit, the body's a little bit skinnier in it. I believe most of them are, are made out of like a single, you know, like cut of wood to, to really get that, you know, get that sound. Um, that really teeny, very, like, very uh, bright projecting kind of, you know, kind of sound to it. Um, I, the ones that I've played at least have been kind of like doubled up strings. So they're an eight string, you know, ukulele. If you guys are familiar with eight string ukes, they're, they're just like the GCEA, but then they're just, um, they're, they're tuned, I guess, either doubled or in different octaves to just give it a fuller sound. It's the same thing, but I, I think the, um, I don't exactly know what the tuning is 
on a, on a Tahitian ukulele, but it's it's kind of like the my dog has fleas, but just super duper high. I think the um the the chords from what I've experienced, I don't know if it's just the one that I've played, but they're there's they share similar shapes to to the ukulele, but it's just that kind of signature tinny high sound that, that it has that really makes it and the and the shape or uh, the the build of the ukulele it being kind of a one piece. It's cool. Yeah, what do you what do you think, Mike? You've seen those. <laughs> oh, plenty. Um, it's interesting because I hear them referred to as two different ways. Hmm. Because like half the people I know refer to them as Tahitian ukuleles, hmm. and then actually some people refer to them as Tahitian banjos. Hmm. And I'm not sure w what the difference is. Although seeing a lot of Tahitian ukuleles, they're actually built in such a way that actually reminds me more of a banjo. Hmm. In that you're right that the body and the neck is one piece. Yeah. And then they hollow it out here and they put a plate yeah. over the top of it, which actually is more banjo than ukulele because the, mm -hmm. the that round piece in the middle is not attached to the body, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, some people do it differently where they just hollow it out from the back, although I can imagine that's got to be difficult. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think it is similar to maybe like the idea between the baritone and the, the standard uke where mm -hmm. it's the same scheme going upwards but it's just you start on a higher note and that might be it also keep in mind that we always make the joke about using fishing line for your ukulele strings <laughs> it's not a joke with the Asian ukuleles yeah, they, I mean, they do. are using fishing line mm -hmm. you know and uh, a couple of differences I think I think only one of the Asian banjo strings is a low high pair everything mm -hmm. else is a high high like on a on an eight string uke it's a high low G Mm -hmm. And then high, low C, and then high, high E and A. And I think on the Tahitian one, it's high and high G. Mm -hmm. High, low C, and then high, high E and E. Although it's you're you're right that the notes might be might be different. Yeah. So, it's but cool. the shapes, the chord like, shapes, pretty much share the same the same thing. You can play. Yeah, like just an, like like, like I said, shape, like a baritone yeah. and a a yeah. U. The shapes mm -hmm. are the same. You just got to remember the actual chords that are now emerging for the instrument are going to be different. The mm -hmm. strings are different. The strings yeah. are tuned differently. But... Yeah. yeah. Outside of a Tahitian band, <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't know how much use there is for them. Yeah. But uh, in a Tahitian in a Tahitian group, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty essential. Yeah. They cut through because there's a, like a lot of drums, you know, like in, in Tahitian uh, music oh, yes. and stuff. So it's 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 pretty important to cut through all that. So you got a nice like really high bright instrument to uh, to cut through. It's it's cool. I haven't really seen anybody like take it. Say you know like you you can you don't have to tune or you don't have to string up all eight strings on an ukulele, for example. You know you can just string up like four and then and play like a you know like a regular ukulele like a regular four string anyway um i've never really seen i, I don't know if, if if there if this exists and stuff and if it does I'm, i want people to show me you know comments i guess right that's what that's a youtuber's doing in the comments it's a comments. video yeah send us a video um of somebody maybe just doing four or five strings and maybe playing it in in a more like a uh in, in a more modern way or in a more like you know an, an ukulele or or a guitar kind of you know kind of approach to it I, I would be interested in something like that or or even mandolin you know i wonder yeah. if part of the reason you don't see that very often is the mm -hmm. that body shape that body chamber is really small mm -hmm. i wonder without eight strings i wonder how quiet it might be mm -hmm. it might end up it might end up being like crazy quiet because it, it's just not enough 
vibration to drive the body mm-hmm. with that because those strings <clears> also do not have a lot of tension i mean even the tune up real high they, they don't have a lot of tension they're flexible as yeah you know yeah. you can yeah, pull them pretty, a lot pretty so. thin strings <laughs> yeah so maybe they just don't have enough force to to generate a lot mm-hmm. of sound individually Aren't which is also like... why people don't tend to pick a lot either mm-hmm. yeah if like somebody's playing for like a audience like a big audience and you know they need like don't they usually add a pickup to it so it has like that projection because without it it's doesn't really it can't really get out as much as like say an acoustic ukulele right i mean pickups yeah i i don't know how many people actually have the the body shape of that also makes it difficult to install certain kinds because you can't do an undersaddle pickup because it's a floating bridge Mm. So the only thing you could do would be like a contact type pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most Tahitian groups I see just put a mic right up to it. Yeah. You know, and just, and just do it that way. But yeah, on an acoustic level, no, you probably have to, you you'd probably have to amplify it somehow. Otherwise you'd probably get drowned out yeah. or you'd have to tell the drummers to play softer. But I think anybody's ever been in a band knows that never happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> don't, get, don't get me started with those bass players. <laughs> oh, oh <my> <laughs> All right, Kai, any other questions? Yeah. Uh, so Michael uh, asked if you have thoughts on, uh, or he said, he actually said, what's up with the high gloss finish? And then he added, uh, like I asked him if he had anything particular about the high gloss mm-hmm. finish he wanted to ask. Yeah. And he said, why not, Matt? Uh, high gloss tends to reflect everything and i for one look at all the stuff around you not the ukulele and its beauty why that finish i mean you got okay we were we were talking about kanilea earlier and kanilea has like just some of the most beautiful cuts of wood that i've, I've ever seen in my life if you were to do a matte finish in that it just wouldn't give it like it's you know it it it's it's flowers really you know like it's not gonna do it any justice you want that nice high gloss to really really bring out all the different colors all the shades of orange and brown and white and and you know and, and uh, it's it's in yellows and in the uh you know in in koa because koa especially you know with, with the the koa ukuleles it really highlights all of that and uh with with high gloss the way that they do their uv it's actually not you know doesn't do much to to the sound because the, the layer is so thin but then you still get that really high gloss just by looking at it from a like from a different angle if you took the you know took say this ukulele and uh and just kind of shifted the angle like this you can see like all the different shades kind of um changing shape because you know it's it's a every you know every piece of cut wood is going to be is going to be different and um and this high gloss is just a nice way of, of showing that off okay um I usually like, you know, like a matte finish on something like this where something like this where it's, you know, it's uh, doesn't really have like the curls on it or anything like that. And it's it's just nice. And, um, you know, you, you want you want a, uh, a nice natural look to, to the ukulele. But really, it's it's a uh, it's an aesthetic thing, you know, like if you if you're spending some money on you know on, on a nice master grade cut koa here's a a really good example because it's a big surface so this is my gl6 and like all those uh all these curls that that's going you know um on the on the horizontal lines here of, of this ukulele and there's another one you wouldn't be uh you wouldn't really be seeing all of that if if uh, if it was a matte finish 
or, or even a silk finish, you know, like as, as we've done with, uh, with, with Kanilea. Um, but Matt does have a good, you know, have a good sound to it because it's, it's not like, it's not, um, I mean, it's a little bit of finish that, that's, that's on top. It's not completely natural or anything, but it gives it more of a projection because there's nothing uh, on top of the, on top of the wood. So it rings out a lot truer. Um, but man, you just, you know, you just can't beat like looking at a nice high gloss master grade Koa ukulele. It is just, you, you, there's no comparison. You know, <laughs> I often describe it as 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, like 3D co look. good co under a gloss almost looks like magic eye 3D. Yeah. You turn yeah. it, it seems like it's moving yeah. in there. Um, yeah, I mean, with the with the store, people people often ask that question. Mm -hmm. I usually equate it to like just a balance of things. A gloss finish to me is does have a more compacted sound because the the finish is heavier. Mm -hmm. But you are also gaining more protection from it. Yeah, yeah, it's protecting true, your instrument yeah. better. Yeah. A satin finish is it does allow the ukulele to, to vibrate more and is a freer sound, mm -hmm. but it's a thinner finish, which means you have to, you know, just be be mindful you're not dinging the thing up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um if you do have if you do get something like this guy's collection of ukuleles, yeah, you should probably get gloss finish on most of because it's the the way it's going to sound the best. I mean, look the best too. And no matter what people want to say, aesthetics is part yeah. of it. You know, yeah, you can have the greatest sounding instrument in the world, but if it's ugly, you ain't gonna want to play it. So, <laughs> um, and I and mean, really too, if you have a high gloss finish of any sort, if you play the thing a lot over time, it's going to gain that that looseness as the the wood fibers and the finish kind of mm -hmm. uh, like microscopically crack is the way I describe it. Like it, it puts cracks in it, just not the kind you can see or the kind that would uh, endanger the health of the instrument. But then as it frees up, the instrument starts to open up more. It just mm -hmm. takes longer with the high gloss than a satin finish, but they still can get to the same place. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> We saw uh, Jody, right? Jody has the same Olakaina uh, uke that you do. Mm -hmm. You have at Ugala mm -hmm. uh, and then his one is like you can kind of tell it's been used because it's like worn yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. And then so like that's the thing too is that like with a high gloss finish, right? Like if you play it and you use it, and it's probably gonna get scratches, get maybe some dings and stuff. You could even possibly like send it to Kanile, and they can refinish it, right? Um, but then with like a matte finish, once it gets to that point, it's kind of like, uh, we can kind of fix it up, but it's like, it's mm. touching wood at this point. So it's, or it's, mm. it's affecting the wood. So there's not like, we can't just, mm -hmm. you know, replace it or do anything. So that's the thing too. Like Mike said, it's like a little bit more protection for your youth too. If you, you're yeah. thinking about oh. like long-term, maybe like if you're going to pass it down to family members and yeah, it, it'll probably hold up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Although I, uh, from a from a long term perspective, to be mindful if you choose to ever refinish an instrument, um, especially if you have held onto your instrument long enough to get it to like what they would consider the vintage stage. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> because well, because if you have a really old vintage yeah. instrument and you do a refinish on it, that severely affects the value of that instrument. Mm -hmm. If we're thinking about in those type of terms, yeah, if and you so were to get. Like, Oh yeah. It, yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, you start all over again. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you've 
broken down that finish to the point where it's nice and open and said but it's it's starting to get nasty so you decide oh we'll just refinish it you're starting all the way back to start to square mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. with that finish is now going to be solid and constrictive as you know constrictive is not a great word but you guys get what i mean and it's mm-hmm. going to be that again and then you have to go through that whole process of playing meanwhile if you buy a vintage instrument like say if you buy like a gold label kamaka or something like that if you send it off to Kamaka and you tell them refinish thing, they'll do it. But if you just paid, say, like five thousand bucks for it and you go have it refinished, guess what? It's now worth like thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, because of that. That's also why we tell people when people bring vintage instruments into our store, said, "Well, I want to make it work, so I got to change the tuner." Said, "Well, okay, but if you do that, number one, try not to drill new holes, and two, <laughs> save all the old tuners." Put them in a plastic bag, just leave it in the case. Because if you ever sell the thing, someone's going to ask you those questions. And weirdly enough, collectors, a lot of collectors won't even care. Like you tell them, well, I replaced the tuners because they don't work anymore. They're broken. I said, but do you have them? That's all they care about. Do you have them? (laughs) You know? It's like, no, I don't have them. Oh, well, I was going to offer you X. Now we're just, uh, let's take 25% off that because you don't have the original tuners. Yeah, the tuners are like hundreds of dollars, you know? (laughs) Certain yeah. people's in here, yeah. tuners are worth hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Some of us have, you know, <laughs> the 20, $29.95 special. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it that way, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, hey. Hey, don't call me out. Weirdly enough, too, I had a guitar player who was in the store yeah. just the other day who was a very experienced guitarist. Yeah. He saw your ukulele and like, huh. Those are mm-hmm. Gilberts, huh? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are Gilbert tuners. It's like I didn't know that they make ukulele tuners. It's like they don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah, I to, you should have said I had to actually shave it. You know, like to. Oh no, I did to, tell them to retro. Oh yeah, to retrofit it. He asked us like, well, how do they fit it? It's like a grinding wheel and a lot of precision. <laughs> and he's like, and he looked at me like, you did what? Said, yeah, <laughs> the the plastic shaft is just too long, so we got to yeah. put it on the grinding wheel. Yeah. And he's like. I, I don't think I could do that. And so, like, <laughs> well, if you want them on an ukulele, you're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you just don't have the testicular 42 that Mike Otto has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you had the if you had the confidence of Kahai the Legend Ferguson. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. To be able to walk into a room. <laughs> yeah, them being bags. I want All that. Right. High, high gloss finish. That, <laughs> Super UV, SUV gloss. Super <laughs> U- <laughs> I want the I want the gloss finish on the fretboards itself too. Like I want it all over. <laughs> I want it everywhere. <laughs> what do you mean these strings aren't glossy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing glossed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not playing. Gl- that, would, playing. that would be interesting to oh. see, like just just as a random like experiment. Yeah. So now you have gloss finish, yeah. and then you have the matte finish, which takes away a lot of that shine. Mm. I wonder what you'd have to do to make it like ultra gloss finish, and make it. <laughs> and what if you like if you could make like a ukulele that had a uh, finish that was twice as reflective. Mm. Yeah, and it just mirror, mirror like, mirror like. <laughs> it's like even the even the inside is glossy. <laughs> look inside the ukulele i was like oh snap look how glossy how that did is. you spray that well we didn't we actually went with the dunk technique <laughs> we just dumped the whole thing all right so is there any other questions guys? tuners were on and everything 
Yeah, questions, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Andre said, uh, I love medleys. What tips do you have for putting two or more songs together into a medley or a mashup? Transport, um, uh, transpose chords. Is it possible to find suitable songs for medleys and uh, co-recognize? Yeah. Um, okay. So for, for medleys and stuff, um, there's some things to consider. Of course, like uh, not too high in jump of as far as keys goes. Like preferably, they're the same key, or maybe just a step uh, up or down is is uh, you know is is ideal. So the 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 actual switch up to to the next song in a medley is not so jarring. And for those people who are wondering, a medley is like two or more songs like put together and and um and presented as one like really long tune. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So to you know to transition from one to another. Um, ideally, like, yeah, same key or at least one or or uh, one uh, one step higher or one step lower is is as far as I'd go. Um, another thing is to consider the um, the style. You know what I mean? You're not and consider the the tempo, uh, not the tempo, but the time signature. So you don't have like a like a waltz song that's gonna go into like a four four. Although you can do that, it's just a little bit you know it's just a little bit tougher and tougher for the audience to kind of switch their their brains to go from one one to another. Unless you're really good, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's it's super interesting, but. Um, Another one too is you know like considering the style like you're not gonna be playing one reggae song you know uh, for for one song of the medley and then like once again like a waltz song like waltz and reggae like two of them just don't necessarily match that that well so two kind of matching time signatures or two matching um, song uh, styles is is uh, is also ideal um, tempo is another thing to consider although that's not that you know it's not that difficult but i think the transition will just go smoother but basically what i'm trying to say here is uh try to make the transitions smoother as you know as a uh, as similar as possible so that it goes from one you know one to another you know kind of like how when uh to give you guys an example when is did somewhere over the rainbow and what a wonderful world he kept you know he kept the same kind of strumming so that 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 style is the you know is the same he took two songs that were relatively slow you know and uh, and kind of gave it that nice um chunka chunka you know uh treatment to it and and it turned out wonderful. They're both in the key of C, so going from one to another and then back again. So you went from somewhere over the rainbow to what a wonderful world and back. You know, um, it was it was a smooth transition. And some people just think it's one song, but it's actually two songs like put together. <laughs> so that's what makes a good medley is a. Uh, is is the song kind of sounding as if you know it's so cohesive that it sounds just like one song all right um that's you know that that's it but be creative i mean these are just you know these are just basic guidelines but i've seen people do some crazy stuff with that with, with medleys so just yeah be creative mike um i similar i have a similar thoughts on that there's a there's a couple of things i i start with thematic things mm. so uh, for example, like, I, I tend to think, like, try try not to, if you're going to put medley, so actually we should also define two things. Medley is where you go from one song to another song to another song without stopping. Yeah, yes, A yes. mashup is where you try and actually put both songs together kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of, a little bit of different rules for, say, a mashup mm-hmm. because of that. Um, but I try to think thematically first, like, uh, when I would be uh, playing more uh, frequently, and we're trying to do medleys, we're trying to like, okay, so let me let's think of either two songs that are very similar in the subject, 
or very opposite in the subject. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you want to talk about a love song, then you write a love song, you, you pick a love song, then maybe pick uh, maybe a love song with a guy singing to a girl, then a girl singing to a guy. Mm-hmm. My partner at the time was a, a girl, so they kind of worked that way. Um, or you could think of it in terms of opposite, meaning like the guy, is, you sing a love song, and the girl sings a song about how the guy is not actually everything he says he is, and he was mm-hmm. like kind of a jerk or something like that. And something like that often, although that type of thematic back and forth works better in a mashup, mm-hmm. meaning the guy can sing two lines about how he loves the girl so much, and the girl can sing two lines about, well, then why did you do all this and this and this? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like the, the, the technical parts of the music, uh, it, it kind of depends. Yeah, if the if the two songs are really disparate keys, I would just either figure out which one works and move one to the other, or maybe, but sing both because obviously if you sing this one really well in this key and this one, you should sing this song in that key too because you don't want this to end up being like, you might want you might think it works and then all of a sudden it's like oh, now all of a sudden all the notes are too high or too low in the second song, mm-hmm. so maybe meeting in the middle will actually work that way neither song ends up being really too high or really too low. and if you're going to change keys like you said don't go too far yeah. because yeah. you know something really jarring like that uh well you know something super jarring like that just the, the listeners go you know <laughs> if you see them doing too much of that you, you've probably done it wrong. <laughs> you know what is a medley that like people don't realize is a medley is actually drop baby drop like uh the who loves you like pretty baby that part is a completely different song and uh from, from the drop yeah 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 from drop baby drop you know yeah so it's like it's a it's that's that is a a medley that nobody I, really huh? i didn't know that either for the longest time <laughs> no i mean so that song yeah. came out i think well like around the time i was at high school right right and i didn't outside of the the super obviously like sherry mm. and walk like a man yeah. i had no clue about like frankie valley until mm. later like i was probably in my 20s yeah. when i actually started to listen to the rest of his catalog yeah you know prior to maybe being about 27 or 28 frankie valley was three songs it was walk like a man sherry and oh what a night <laughs> the only ones i knew and then uh, and then i listened to, and i got a best of and who loves you baby was on that and i was like hey i know this word i know this word. Because it, the style is the how style is very this? different yeah, yeah how yeah. do i know these words you know <laughs> which is well, something yeah. that's interesting too that you can try with people mm. if you take a song that's really well known in mm. a certain style and yeah. then you play it in another style yeah. successfully because yeah. <laughs> you can you can fail um <laughs> so if you do it successfully you'll give the whole audience like this weird dissonance in their yeah. head of like i know this song but i don't yeah. know this song yeah why <laughs> and, and then once they figure it out then they actually like it even more yeah there's one where um that we do that we do a live it's like that uh jamaica by um by led zeppelin and then uh and amber because they're both in c you know so like we and but it's you know how amber's supposed to sound like which sounds like uh Whoa, amber is the color of your energy. Oh, shades of gold displayed naturally. So that's how amber goes, and uh, and Jamaica goes. Oh, 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 oh. You don't have to go. Oh, and you can 
kind of see like it's the same kind of you know same feel but it's different chords but what we did was we used like the same kind of um uh we used the same chords but just went into amber so it goes oh 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 is like it's you know it's taking the the stylings of one using the kind of lyrics from from another and having it not not as a matchup but medley you know like to uh from, from one song to another yeah 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 actually i thought <laughs> a very good example of that what's that um sorry Kai. so here's one for the, the list uh you want to look at the band <laughs> Poplamoose? yeah Poplamoose. and they did a medley of seven nation army and and um oh sweet dreams are made of the that that song mm-hmm. and what they actually do is when they sing the melody of sweet dreams they're playing the background of seven nation army and then when they're singing the lyrics to seven nation army mm-hmm. they're playing the background of sweet dreams <laughs> cool and it works so good mm-hmm. because the that base of that basic of like do is that that four on the floor behind everything mm-hmm. and it Anybody who wants to see a, a way to make an interesting mashup work well, that's a great song for that. Yeah. Because, oh, man. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I was like, that's that's the way this should go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's... those are those are some great examples. I, I think the um, the Somewhere Over the Rainbow one is the one that everyone should be familiar with. Like, everyone is watching this show has at least heard that song, like, one time, maybe, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming, right? One million times. <laughs> But I mean yeah, that, that song. One. That song has stretched out so far beyond the realm of Hawaii mm. that you know, just the fact if you think about just like all the like the Hollywood movies that song has been in mm. that that are just like no ties to Hawaii at all. Like it was in um, a Micho Black, I think the yeah, one where it gets the like death. Yeah, yeah. And then there was in Finding Forrester too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery, and I was like, neither of those movies had anything to do with Hawaii at all. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So it was like, even with that, even someone who wouldn't necessarily like dig a movie about life on the islands or something like that, mm-hmm. they still went with that. You know, they would know that stuff. Yeah. 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 I think uh, when you're making a mashup or a medley, I think one of the important things is to like, uh, is your goal for people to recognize the song or is your goal for it to mm. like slip in and be unrecognizable? Because uh, me and Aaron and a few of our friends, we actually have like a group where we mash up songs and we send it to each other. And then like that, too, we do it in a way where it's like we're we're throwing it out there and it's just, like, we're just having fun. And it sounds weird sometimes or it, it sounds like something totally different but it's almost like to make each other laugh right like so you're listening to the song like one of the things we did was we tried to include like the hello kitty theme from like uh the (laughs) like the cartoon from like the 80s i think and then so what aaron did was like he remixed uh that theme with like you know uh doja cat song and then thundercat (laughs) and like uh, just all these different cat themes and then yeah. I remix it with like a J-pop song too, you know. And then so it's like 
when we're like playing it for our friends and then we're looking and it's like when that theme comes on then you can just see them and they just start we all just start laughing you know <laughs> so it, that is a thing too like uh what is your goal at the end of the day is it to make it something different or to make it like where it's you can play the song and people will be like oh i know that song you know so because if you're like another example that i like like you said like oh it's hard to do uh four four into like a different time signature or something mm-hmm. this isn't yeah. a, a mashup or a medley or anything but um uh alan stone does uh is this love in yeah. three four as like blues yeah. and is this love is originally like a reggae song too so mm-hmm. you can do i think you can do re- pretty much anything uh probably mm-hmm. the hardest thing is like changing something with like a completely different tempo or feel yeah. you know bpm so i think the bpm is like where you you, you should look at and there's actually mm-hmm. a site called ToonBat where you can look up songs that have like similar bpm or similar fear feels mm-hmm. and like when i do mashups and stuff actually like if i have to change the key to like something totally different sometimes that works better than trying to keep it like exactly the same and then sometimes you just have to adjust it by like one or two and it's like not exactly in the same key but you'll get there so i think bpm is like the main thing to look out for um yeah but you can always take you can play the song like i say a slow song and play it with the same bpm mm-hmm. as like the song before so not even that like so really there isn't any ex- i mean if you're creative and, and that's what i was trying to say like if you're creative enough like anything is is, is possible yeah. like i think you know with uh like with is this love like you you know you you're talking about with uh, with with the three four I mean the like Alan Stone's version of is this love is like a lot slower BPM wise now I'm not talking about mm-hmm. the time signature at this point BPM wise you know a lot like a lot slower because he turns it into a super slow jam you know so like the BPM goes uh, goes all the way down and I mean I know that one's not a uh, um, uh, medley or or anything like that but i'm pretty sure you could like you could you could mix that into another like six eight song like you could do an is this love to like uh to what was that alicia keys song like um uh if i ain't got you if i ain't got you yeah you, yeah or... no if i ain't got you you can do you can do one you know one one two two to the other which is which would match i you know i think so and i think well, if that you, kind if you're of subdividing you could definitely do something like that where the, yeah the beat, like you know what i mean yeah. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've even seen like um, like a reggae version. I know it's going to sound jarring to you, Mike, but there is a reggae version of Take 5, which is no longer I've 5. Heard this. <laughs> it's actually I've super heard fun. You, you, I think you played it for Yeah, me. yeah. It's super fun. Like, it's, it's uh, you know. It was interesting because it's a 5, <laughs> it's not a 4. Take 4. Take 4, which is four what I usually now. take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And even uh, like. And he, I was going to say, like, even, uh, like, kind of old-school hip-hop, or, like, they do it Mm. now still, but Mm. they'll go digging in record crates, right? And they find, like, just old records that are totally, like, they are in, like, uh, you know, 5-4 or different time signatures or whatever, Mm. and they just take a section of it, and because they just take that section and use that as a sample, they can really Mm. do anything. So, yeah, it's kind of what your goal is. Like, do you want it to sound like the song, or do you want it to make it your (laughs) own? So. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, as as you're limited BPM to how creative goes, you are. Yeah, as far as the BPM thing goes, they actually think about DJs too, because if they would throw a record on, and mm-hmm. then someone was trying to maybe rap over to something like that, then they would just change the speed of the they just change the speed yeah. of the turntable, and that would yeah. change a lot of things. Or 
I knew some guys who would just drag their finger on it to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Not in, not so much like they just leave their finger like on the label and it slows the record down. Not yeah. so much to the point where because obviously record players only play at so many speed uh, mm-hmm. different speeds. So I mean, if you want to get like in the middle of it, you could do that and just slow it down. But I pre- that's like a pretty old school way of doing it. I'm pretty sure like the 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 new modern DJs because I guess the, I think you can just take like a like uh, an MP3 or like a you know some kind of file and you can just go boop 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 BPM this and whatever it'll be like perfect perfectly aligned with another song, right? I'm not a I'm DJ, old. but I'm guessing. I'm yeah. One fifty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like uh, I. I remixed uh, a song from the Goofy movie with uh, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande song, and it works nice. surprisingly well. So oh, it, it really is just... Uh, it's a song we that... We listen to each other's no, uh, hearts. Sound? No, oh. it's the one there on the road. and they're Oh, like, yeah, they're, oh Goofy and, and his son doing the, the on the road again or whatever, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll send you oh. my remix. And oh, you, oh it's that's like, awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Love that dude. That whole movie, like, really, mm-hmm. really, sh- bangs a lot harder than it should. <laughs> like that, that soundtrack is a banger, man. That is, it slaps super hard. I think, also, but, I think that's what the kids are saying nowadays, right? That uh, <laughs> that soundtrack slaps. slaps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Can we can we do one more? You guys want to do one more? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Go. So I think this is from Void, and they asked. Okay. Uh, do you have any tips for playing flamenco on the uke? Um, well, uh, first off, like you can basically look up any tutorial of like flamenco technique, like uh, for for guitar, and that should kind of translate over to the ukulele. You might need to adjust it a little bit, but most of that stuff will translate. Um, one of the most essential things, of course, is the roll. Like you kind of have to learn how to do a proper roll or rasquedo, and uh, you know, in in, in um, in flamenco, you know, kind of uh, uh, in flamenco terms, <clears throat> but that's it. I mean, like with with learning any you know any style, um, first like kind of get to know that style and what what defines that you know that style. So listen to a bunch of flamenco, you know, listen to uh, uh, Paco de Lucia, listen like Otmar uh, Lieber, like all these you know all these amazing. Um, <clears throat> flamenco artists and kind of get an idea for the feel of you know of, of flamenco for this for the sound that that they make for the rhythms that you know that that flamenco does and um, and then um, look up tutorials online if there's any kind of you know like specific techniques that flamencos do um, like I said the rasquedo like you know uh, get get those like those kind of two, like finger picking two two finger three finger kind of picking that 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 they do. Um, and yeah, basically just try to recreate some uh, some classics, uh, some class classic flamenco songs, and you you'll kind of find your your own way there because it's it's nice to just like carbon copy like flamenco from guitar over to ukulele. But I think if you're gonna be doing flamenco on ukulele, you still want those ukulele um is like essential elements in there as well. So just to you know to kind of just take it and translate it over. 
I think is what, what you should do. And what I mean by that is translate, like make it for ukulele and not just like do the same exact thing that you would do uh, for the guitar. Some uh, some suggestions. I like um, uh, I like Barcelona Nights is a uh, is a classic one, you know, it's a classic flamenco song. Um, I like uh, Samba Por Allí is, is another is another fun one. I, I play that a lot. But yeah, just just you know, immerse yourself in flamenco, and then uh, and then really know what what defines it, or learn or figure out what what defines it for you. You know what what defines flamenco, and um, and yeah, and go go from there. I think you need to in you know install some uh, some ukulele into into uh, that that flamenco. What do you think, Mike? I mean, absolutely. Uh, it, it also depends, too, on what kind of flamenco you're talking oh. about, too. There's, there's two very specific schools, which is like... No, we were so close to the end, everybody. <laughs> okay, here, say it again, Mike. We, we cut off a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, there's like oh, two, two. Like, you just think traditional flamenco, yeah, which is like really old school guys. And then the newer school, which is Papa de Lucia. I guess now it's not that new school because it's like the 70s, but, yeah, you know, um, you know, it's... It's important, I think, though, to to do what you're thinking. Mm. Go and listen to the old school stuff first. Yeah. Get that foundation in what they were doing stylistically. There's going to be a lot of things for you. Is like I know when you do some of the stuff like note displacement, because because of the reentrant tuning, mm. you have to think about some stuff like that. Mm. Um, and, and that makes it in more of an ukulele thing to note mm. to, to do those some of the displacements. Um, so that's kind of an important thing. Uh, but, you know, I think the most important thing you said, which is absolutely true, is listen. Buy, yeah. buy a bunch of albums. Listen. <laughs> if I were to throw another name in there, and I love Paco de Lucia. He is, yeah. like, to me, he's yeah. the pinnacle of what that could be. Um, his guitar trio with Al de, Luc uh, uh, Al de Miola and John mm. McLaughlin was yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh, Watch uh. Mediterranean Sundance with those three guys. Yeah. It's like three guys who are like shooting nuclear weapons at each other with three <laughs> guitars. Oh, um, oh, also Sabikas, 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 Sabikas is is another good yes. one. Yeah, Sabikas. Um, and anything, and for me, uh, how, my introduction to that style, listen to anything the Gypsy Kings did. Oh yeah, yeah. Gypsy, Gypsy Kings, Kings are an yeah. amazing group. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you, and if you want to get the idea of the rhythm. That rhythm mm -hmm. thing, because the thing is, when you listen to someone like a Paco de Lucia, mm -hmm. you have to kind of focus a little bit more on those guys that was accompanying him, because he is so out front. Yeah. Um, using the Gypsy King, since it's more of a vocal band, mm -hmm. you hear it's just like nine guys all playing rhythm guitar, and yeah. it, does, it makes the rhythm very clear as mm -hmm. to what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And other than that, it's all technical stuff. Like, relax. Because <laughs> yeah. if you tend, if you, if you make the fist yeah, for, for the no. flamenco show, you ain't gonna make it. No, no, and like it's it's the same advice for for people who are like, how do I get into like Hawaiian music and stuff? Like you just gotta immerse yourself in it. Like you Relax. can't just, you know what I mean? Like you can't just be like, okay, well I'm gonna you know like go and do this like Hawaiian song or whatever without like really knowing what the Hawaiian music is all about or that style or, or you know or uh, or a, whatever. Um, like the spirit of it, you know, kind of thing. And that's why I think you should, you know, and not, not saying you haven't already, maybe you have and stuff, but that's, that's the most important thing is to really get to know it, to pay your respects to that, you know, to that style first before like, um, implementing it to, you know, to an instrument that's not necessarily, uh, associated with that, you know, th with that style. 
I mean, I think, like with like with most styles of music, just yeah. really don't be superficial about it. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you're interested in it, get yeah. into it. Listen yeah. to it. Find out what's going on. If you're just copying something because yeah. you think it's it's a, here's a cool trick I can learn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you know, I know how to play. Yeah, you know, I'm like a flamenco artist now. I was like, no, it's not. No. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. your your point zero zero one percent of that is <laughs> not really going to qualify you for much, buddy. But, you know, and I think we've all met somebody like that who, mm. you know, they took like two lessons, yeah, bought like one CD, and you know, not not oh, I'm going to sound so whiplash here, but like as a jazz guy, yeah, one one thing that just absolutely kills me. Yeah. is when somebody's like hey I, i'm gonna play i'm gonna play jazz now i want to play jazz and it's like okay so who are you listening to well i went to starbucks and i bought that medley you know starbucks <laughs> jazz album and, oh, you know i listened to that oh, it's so good and i'm oh, like well, you're calling out everybody right now <laughs> i'm i am calling a lot of people out without calling a lot of people out but man it's like but you yeah. know i mean that's that's kind of like you know, for my thing jazz yeah. is of course my home base music and i'm like look right. if you want to get into it yeah. You don't necessarily have to become an expert on every form of jazz that there has ever been, because that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Pick one first. <laughs> Pick one and go with that. Learn yeah. what that meant, because, yeah. like, as a like as an ukulele player, mm-hmm. like guys who are jazz ukulele players, they're very different. Yeah. Because I, I can think of three different guys who are all amazing jazz ukulele players, but play jazz very differently. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you listen to it and you can't tell the difference between Lyle Ritz, Benny Chong, and Abe Lagermoss playing. That pretty much, that's exactly what I'm talking about here. Because those yeah. three guys are all jazz guys. Yeah. But they're all very different. You know, yeah. they're very, they, they, their, their function and their um, base in that, their, 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 their foundational music is really different. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's what you do. Any, any new form of music you want, just throw yourself into it. It's I like when you pick be... those three guys because, like, one guy's approach is a bass player's approach. <laughs> one guy's approach is a guitar player's approach, and another guy's approach is a drummer's approach. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to jazz. <laughs> so and yeah, but but you know what I mean. But yeah, <laughs> but there, yeah. but it all and it, and it did manifest itself all very differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so. and, and but the thing is, nobody would look at any of those three guys and say, "Well, that's not a jazz player." No. You absolutely would look at any of those guys and say, oh, they're jazz guys. But, yeah. you know, Lyle is very old school, yeah. you know, yeah. real yeah. old school. I mean, he would have fit in as a bass player, but yeah, too. But as a, as a ukulele player, he would have fit in, like, in a big band, mm. like his style of playing jazz. Benny's is like that more, like, hard bop era yeah. stuff. Like, but, mm. And Abe is like a bebopper slash, <laughs> like, all the, the more modern jazz, which, like, yeah. has taking scales as we've talked mm-hmm. about taking scales and ideas from like all over mm-hmm. the planet instead yeah you know someone uh in the middle at miller jazz is more like you know bebop and blues and stuff like that mm-hmm. abe is the you know throwing in like middle eastern scales and stuff like that and that's all stuff that people now are thinking like okay i've been playing the same scales over the c7 for <laughs> you know five years now yeah What's, what else is out there? What can I do? What else is out there? You know, and we now live in the era where because of technology, finding all that stuff is pretty easy. super easy. Just, you know, click, 
boop, 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 boop. 150. <laughs> More boops. <laughs> there you go. Just follow think, the boops, people. It leads you yeah. to, it leads you, it always leads you right. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the things, though, is because technology is so easy, right? Like, usually the things that are kind of like the surface level or the most easily to digest float to the top. And so that's what people will see a lot, you know, like that, like you said, like the jazz compilation album from Starbucks or like Aaron's uh, example is like, if you think Hawaiian music is like Bugs Bunny playing Little Grass Shack, then it's like, no, Hawaiian music has like a way deeper hole, right? So that's kind of the thing is like, it's okay if that's how you got into it, but it's like kind of, it's just nice to know that whatever you get into, there's a lot more to it than just that surface level that you might see, you know, that might pop up yeah. on your feet or whatever. I, I know how, how I music. I, I bought the, uh, the Honolulu airport compilation. Album, That's exactly you know? what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I've heard you of Don into... Hall or Daniel Hall songs that I know yeah. Hawaiian music guy. <laughs> like Alan, Alan is in our chat, right? And Alan is like yeah. a great slack key guitarist. And if I said like, Oh, I love like the Slacky compilation album from the airport. <laughs> Alan would probably be like, "Oh, I dedicated my yeah. life to Slacky. Oh, I'm dying." Yeah. You know. So now that yeah. you've heard Kohala, maybe you should hear, hear everybody else. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, that's that's enough. That's enough. Now <laughs> it is fast too. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and we want to thank our very special guest, right, Mr. Mike Odo. Hey. Round of applause, everyone. Thank you for joining us, Mike. Um, if, if people want to find you, if they're on Kauai, like where can they find you? Where can they buy a, a, a 2023 Platinum from you? <laughs> where well, can they do that? The, the two that we will be getting in sometime this year uh, <laughs> can be found at Scotty's Music. It's on the island of Kauai. Uh, if you're coming off of the out of the airport, it's literally like a five-minute drive away. The other way to know is if you're driving on Kauai and you know where Walmart is, look for a giant Gibson Explorer sign and you'll find us. Yeah, there's only one Walmart on Kauai, so don't worry about it. If, yeah, if exactly. you see a Walmart, that's the one. That's the yeah. one Walmart. <laughs> yeah. There's literally only one of everything on Kauai except McDonald's true. and Burger King. Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> ABC Store. <laughs> Which are two of. Oh. <laughs> the... Starbucks, the premier uh, jazz cafe, right, on Kauai? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it, it's not so bad when the Starbucks does the compilations where they actually took actual tracks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, like you see, like, great jazz, and you look at it, it's actually, like, old tracks of Charlie Parker and John Coltrane. The one yeah. that the one that really just I look at and, like, uh, like, the stylings of the great artists are like, you know, the sounds of Duke Ellington is mm -hmm. interpreted by, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Bruno Zifarelli and his orchestra. <laughs> That's not a real the, one, but in the, the eighth grade band. <laughs> oh. I can't. Oh. I know exactly what to get you for Christmas this year, Mike. Oh, oh. I'm looking oh, forward to it. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, next week, we will have Aloha Friday Live Jam, so tune into that. That's 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. 
Uh, if you are a UU Plus subscriber, please stick around. I will be doing um, live coaching right after this in about 12 minutes. And if you don't know what that is, you're like, what is UU Plus? What is this thing? Where are you teaching? Uh, UU Plus is our subscription content over at ukuleleontheground.com. You have access to basically all our videos from the past 15. Count them. 5, 10, 15 years of Ukulele Underground. All thousands, right, Kai? Thousands of videos all yep. over at Ukulele Underground Plus. So make sure you check that out. And you can book two private lessons with yours truly. See this right now? This is what you see during the private lessons. I will help you out with whatever you need help with. And uh, and a lot of people, uh, even in the chat, can attest to, uh, to what that's like. And I've, I've helped out. Um, I don't know, tens of people maybe, <laughs> no, hundreds, <laughs> thousands of people maybe on the uh, on the private lessons. So be one of those uh, thousands of people that have uh, have taken private lessons from me and have moved up to the next level. We'll see you folks next time. Enjoy wait, wait, your weekend. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Yes. you always forget. You always forget to do this. If you would also like to buy an ukulele, possibly an Algerian Guerrero model, possibly oh, an right. Islander, and you're not going to come buy it from me. Shop.ukulelelegroundcom. Thank you, Mike. Shop.ukulelelegroundcom. Mike really is buy... our, our hype man. <laughs> yeah, like, hype we really man. do need him. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy Kanileas. You can buy um, Islander ukuleles. Buy Kanilea ukulele. Um, and you can buy single uh, single lessons from, from ukulele, the Ukulele on the Ground archive. So if you just want to, you know, watch the Hawaiian lessons that, that, that we have, if you want to just uh, watch the, um, what else do we have there, Kahai? Um, a beginner like Matt ultimate Dahlberg's beginner newest stuff. Lesson. Matt Dahlberg's newest lesson. Uh, mm -hmm. We're gonna have some uh, some a bunch of other new uh, lessons and series over at shop.ukulelelegroundcom. <laughs> shop.ukulelelegroundcom. Get a uke, and I, I believe if you buy a kanile ukulele, um, you get like a, a a month free of ukulele mm -hmm. underground. And if you buy yes. an Islander ukulele, you get two weeks of uh, or UU plus, you, two weeks of UU plus, one month of UU plus with a kanile ukulele. So if you're like, ah, what do I do with this thing? Bam, log in UU plus, meet with me privately, and I will show you. Okay, I'll see you folks next time. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Have a great weekend. Aloha.